In today's episode, we interview Joe Donahue, romance fantasy author um, and Western author, and um, also lovingly known as Dora Jane. I call her DJ. She's awesome. So we actually met in a, a fantasy class and immediately just hit it off with our other romance writers group. Um, the four of us, even since then, meet twice a month to chat about romance, chat about our stories. Uh, so she's become a very great friend. Love her background. Love how she approaches writing. And I'm excited for you to get to know her and also know her background, how that contributes to her stories, um, but also the authenticity that she brings from her own memories to her fiction works today. All right, enjoy. Welcome to the How to Write a Book podcast, the show that helps you plan, write, and publish your book, even if you're a beginner or just feel like one. Now, for your host, she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life. Here she is, Maciel. Hey there, writers. Let's take a beat to talk about a special announcement. So November is your month of transformation. Get a one-hour coaching session with me by choosing one of these three options, or all three. Option one, join our Patreon for $1, which will support the show. Option two, book a $1 coaching session on coach.me. Option three, leave an Apple podcast review. Send a screenshot to my email and get a coaching spot. You can do all three and get three hours of coaching with me. Find all the links in the show notes. Act fast. This offer is only valid for November to celebrate National Novel Writing Month. Thanks. All right. Welcome back to the How to Write a Book podcast. Thank you so much, Joe Donahue, historical romance writer. Um, lovely, lovely to have you on the show. We already are friends from our writing group, our Saturday morning romance writers group. So lovely to have you. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Excellent. Excellent. Now, um, I know you as a prolific, amazing writer. I know that you just did um, an anthology and you're working on another one, I believe. But before we dive into that, why don't you tell a little bit about, uh, to the audience about yourself? Okay. Uh, to start out with, I'm a registered nurse. <laughs> um, they keep trying to get me to retire, but I refuse. Uh, I work now as an expert witness for the uh, court system, um, teaching about catastrophic injuries and performing uh, cost analysis of what it takes to take care of somebody with a, a catastrophic injury over their life expectancy. And then for fun, I write. <laughs> um, I'm real late to entering the game is um, I've just been really busy with a career and family. Of course, you can't leave the family out. Right. Uh, I'm an avid animal lover. Cats, chickens, dogs, you name it. They're my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm a knitter. And one of the things that I've learned with uh, writing is that... It's so easy to procrastinate. 
it is so easy to say, well, I don't have time today, I'll write. But what I've found is I'm up every morning around 4.35, and I write until 8, and then I work from 8 until 4. Uh, I take an hour off lunch because I'm self-employed. That that makes a really big difference, too. I don't have somebody saying my time. Uh, then I usually have sprint groups in the evenings. Uh, I'm an active member of the Sacramento, uh, Northern California uh, Romance Writers. Uh, we sprint on Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturday afternoons. And then I have what I call the Apex Girls every other Saturday morning, uh, which is really good. Michelle and Katie and, and Shelly, uh, we become fast friends during Dave Farland's classes, which went on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> but I had really, really good response because I met these girls. They're young, they're active, they spur me on to be more motivated to write. Uh, the way that I got into what I write about is kind of uh, a lifelong thing. My cousins tease me really, really bad. I mean, we're an older group, you know. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're supposed to retire and sit on our death and eat curds in a way, I guess, but uh, <laughs> I can't see that. Uh, I have too much to do. Uh, I was born and raised in northeast Oklahoma, which gave me a strong background for writing westerns. Um, I remember when I first moved my dad. I don't know what was what came over him, but he moved us to Arkansas. During my high school years, I couldn't hardly wait to get out of high school to get back home. <laughs> uh, one of the things that really amazed me is, you know, and I'm not being sacrilegious or uh, cruel about, you know, where I come from and the people that I'm around. But when my first trips from Arkansas, after living there for a while and going back to Oklahoma, you know, I was raised up with American Indians. I mean, our schools were, I told myself one of the stories about uh, grade school was that they give you these little sl yellow slips of paper to bring home to for your parents to sign out how much Indian blood you have. Because the federal government gave the school systems uh, stipends based upon, you know, the Indians that were in the classes. Well, I couldn't understand why my mother wouldn't sign it. I would just get so furious every year because everybody else was turning in their slips. And I didn't have a slip to turn in. So finally my mother, I guess I was in the third grade, and she got tired of listening to me. <laughs> So she wrote on the slip of paper, two drops. <laughs> two drops. I was so proud. I finally could turn in my Indian blood. 
And I turned to my teacher and she looked at me and she looked at that paper and she looked back at me and she says, very good, George. And it only took you eight years to figure out where you were. Eight years. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But having that background, I still own the farm. Uh, It's when my grandparents died. Uh, uh, They had 180 acres, and it was split between uh, my brother and I owned half, and my two cousins owned the other half. My brother died several years ago, and so I ended up inheriting the 90 acres. Mm, And someday I'm going to move back there. I've got that planned out. As soon as I figure out how to do the writing and the work and everything I'm doing all at one time. But that gives you a strong background to writing historical westerns. Mm -hmm. Uh, Belle's Dilemma was my first book. Mm -hmm. Um, My romance novels are a little bit different than some of the others in the fact that I'm a strong believer in strong women, action, adventure. Um, They're all sweet romances. Um, They have all the life skills and learning from the action and adventure and traveling in the West and living in the West. Uh, Bell's Dilemma took place in 1860s. A young girl who decided to travel west. Um, she finds love along the way, but the most thing is her adventures. She had all types of adventures. She picked up a girlfriend who was on her way to Sacramento to get married. And so it's mainly about these two women and their trip west. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the Indian uprisings, they decided not to take uh, a wagon train. They went down through New Orleans on a clipper ship around the Horn and back up to Sacramento. Wow. And as a, another thing is, you know, women had to make their way in the Old West. Mm-hmm. It was a man-dominated world. But Belle found a way to support herself uh, by making hats. She mm-hmm. was a millinery. Um so that's the main story about Belle. I do have three books that's coming out next year, a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, their main basis is, I don't know if you've heard of, of Kate Warren, but she was the very first Pinkerton lady detective. Mm-hmm. And my three women, they each have their own book. They are hired by Kate uh, to become Pinkerton agents, which would be really, really hard uh, during that time for a woman to not only work, but be in uh, suffrage and to be involved in the law. Um, The first book is um, Dolly, and Dolly was left... uh, with an adequate inheritance when her father died, but not enough to live in the style she was used to living. Mm. And she gets gumption and decides to join the Pinkertons. And hers is about uh, 
mainly the the outlaws and their robbing of banks and, and railroads. Uh, Rose is a second book, and she's really different. Um, again, she was uh, – her parents were killed in an Indian raid mm-hmm. at Sutter's Creek, and uh, she was r- taken back east and raised up in St. Louis. Married a guy uh, who unfortunately had a drinking problem. They owned a bar in Missouri, and when he was killed in a gunfight, she becomes a Pinkerton lady uh, undercover, and she actually serves as the foundation for the other Pinkerton ladies to uh, work out of. Uh, Adele is totally different. That's the third book. Adele's husband uh, fought in the Civil War and afterwards uh, joined the Raiders, and they were robbing banks. And unfortunately, he was killed during a gunfight. And so her her whole story is revenge against these outlaws for killing her husband. And she becomes a Pinkerton lady to fight that. Wow. That's, that's really cool. I love the story and the world that you've been building. Um, I want, wanted to ask, what was it like? So it seems like now you have, you, like, you're ready to go with this series. And going backwards, going back to Belle's Dilemma, what were you feeling when you were the first writing this book and you're like, okay, I'm going to publish it? Did it feel daunting, overwhelming? Was it more exciting? How was it for you? Well, I was really fortunate. Um, I had joined a, uh, the Northern California Spring Trip. And this is a very strong, good writer group. There, they were, there was only one or two of us that was unpublished. The rest of them are all romance writers. Um, I don't know if you know Anna J. Stewart, but she writes for Harlequin, and she's one of our group. Uh, Cindy uh, has written many, many, many suspense romance books. Uh, They were so encouraging. Um, I had written nursing books. I had written nursing articles. This was my first time to write uh, a story, you know, um, especially one that doesn't have very strong foundations as nursing does. You know, you, uh, you can't make things up when you're, when you're nursing. It doesn't work that way. you got to be straight up. But uh, with uh, Bill, they encouraged me. Uh, they were the first ones to introduce me to NaNoWriteMo. Mm. Which is a crazy thing to do, and I've did it every year for the last four or five years. And each time I keep saying, "I'm not going to do this. This is just—it's unreal." <laughs> um, but what I've discovered with these girls is that when you're writing, the most important thing is to not get hung up. On the schematics of writing, sit down and just write your story 
no matter how long it is or how short it is, uh, you just got to get it down mm-hmm. uh, on paper, you know. Uh, I use Word when I'm writing. I tried Scrivener, and I spent too much time dealing with Scrivener than I did with the story. So I said, no, that's not good. <laughs> um, I've tried several other writing programs, and, you know, I guess it's the nursing in me. I'm just used to using Word. Yeah. Um, and I have different uh, folders for different things I keep. If you don't keep track of your characters, you're in trouble because I've renamed my characters two or three different times during the middle of the story, which is unreal. Um, But the main thing is just to get it down, Uh, get the story. I mean, even if it's only three pages, at least you have the story. Then you go back and figure out what really was the story. Who are my characters and why would they do the things that they do in it if they have this personality? Um, One of the things learning in Dave Farland's class was how important the scene or the scenery was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially when you're writing westerns. Now, recently, I had a developmental editor that I really should go back and preface the story a little bit, but I'll just blurt it out here. Uh, She had read my story and everything. She said, you know, I really like your stories. They're really fast moving. But why are you writing Westerns? They don't sell. Hmm. And I think the most important thing you have to ask yourself when you're writing a story is who are you writing for? Mm-hmm. You know, and I discovered the most important person that I was writing for was me. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody enjoys my story or enjoys reading it, that's great. But I really wrote the story because this is a story inside of me that I want to tell. Yeah. Uh, close friends think that a lot of my characters are based upon mine. <laughs> and could be, you know, you get involved in stories and you don't really look at, is this really me laying down here on this page or not? <laughs> uh, I don't write wimpy women. <laughs> uh and fact, I, they drive me crazy when I have to put them in. <laughs> You're like, get out of here! You don't belong here. No, no, this is this is this is our story. Yeah, yeah. I, I have I have devoted a little bit away for uh, two other books that I'm currently writing. Uh, one is on uh, Kindovella. Mm. I think I've got the first seven chapters written. Uh, it's called Miscalculated Love. Mm-hmm. Is actually the majority of the story takes place on a narrow boat in England on their canals. It's a contemporary romance, which is really out of my style, but <laughs> uh, it's about a screenwriter who has a bad romance and she escapes 
to write the next se- the season's series. Oh, cool. Um, the other one is about a young nurse who graduated from nursing school, and she her parents are diplomats in Kabul. And it takes place in the evacuation of Kabul. And her being involved with uh, a car bombing oh, wow. and her her rehabilitation and coming back to find the mystery of why they were targeting killing her mother. Wow. Before they left. So it's it's a suspense. Which is totally out of my realm, but <laughs> we're doing this anyway. <laughs> and then I have uh, the fun things is uh, recently I wrote a short story for a, a winter anthology put out by Hearts Through History. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Light of Love. And it's a collection of stories. Uh, wow. The base for each one of the stories is to have fire or light uh, throughout all the stories, even though they take place in different history. Uh, there's some, some of the girls wrote stories about uh, the medieval period. Uh, there was some in the Old West. Uh, mine takes place during the gro- gold rush days. And it's about a married couple, which is a little bit different because in usually romance, the whole idea is to get to the happy ever after. Yeah. Well, I still have to get to the happy ever after. It's just that they've already found their, <laughs> their part. <laughs> um, we're starting a new anthology for next year, which is really, really different. Uh, all the stories are focused on Halloween. Nice. Uh, they all have to involve some part of supernatural. So I've already got mine outlined. I'm ready to start writing. Awesome. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Again, it's related to history. Uh, mine's going to take place in the 1700s in early America. Cool. And is this... With your writing, the writing group of the the California, the, the Sacramento writers, or is this a different group? It's a different group. It's uh, through um, RWA. Oh yeah, but cool. it's called the Hearts Through History, and it's a real strong group. Oh my, they must have two hundred writers in the group. But you sign up for the anthology. The the uh, Christmas winter one that we just did, there was nine of us. Mm. And the cap on the stories was 10,000 words. Uh, it's um, You can go to my website, which is joedonahue.com, and you can see brief synopsis of the books that I've been writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really have fun writing. Now, I have not spread it across through my work time because I am an expert witness. Mm-hmm. And I'm not too sure I want the attorneys to know that I make things up for a living. Mm-hmm. 
would go over good in court. <laughs> that would be that would be a little bit questionable, huh? <laughs> Believe me, I do not make things up in court. Everything in my reports have a strong foundation. <laughs> I think it was funny in our group, we were talking about, um, I think Shelly had uh, something to do with medical um, injuries. And then, of course, you know, my story is like blood and guts. So we were asking you, we're like, how much is a good amount? <laughs> you know, what's, what's feasible? <laughs> well, for eight years, I worked in the emergency room as a case manager. <laughs> Believe me. I wished over, I was a nurse for 44 years. At different times during my nursing career, I would start a journal. And I thought, you know, someday I'm going to write all this stuff. But nobody would ever believe it. <laughs> there is, as a nurse, you're faced with so much weird stuff. People do really strange things. <laughs> you know, I think... um where my desk was in the emergency room was right across from where they would bring in the the homeless or the psych patients. And my desk had a glass wall, but I could see them. You know, you could could watch them. There was one girl one time that came in, and she was entertaining herself. Mm. And which is a frequent thing. They do entertain themselves a lot. Uh, but she was making up a rap song using only cuss words. Oh, wow. Some words I had never heard before. <sighs> I went home that night and I asked my grown sons, I said, what does this word mean? Mom, where did you hear that? <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> I'm being exposed here. <laughs> Or she would get stuck when she was rhyming the words and she'd holler, hey, girly, hey, girly, help me out here. Give me a word for this. And go, beats me. I've never heard half the words you've said anyway. You're pulling out a dictionary. You're like, I don't know. Well, I don't think her words were in the dictionary. But that's kind of a sample of, of you know, even though it's kind of comic, um, there's things that happen all the time like that that people would just not believe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just too crazy. Now, someday I may be able to work that in a story. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have found that when I'm writing, I usually have background music. Mm-hmm. And it's real quiet because I don't want it to jar my thinking. Right. But I've started using, um, it's a work group. It's called Chill Work Music. Oh. Uh, I have to put it on, oh, it's on YouTube. I'm a, I'm a very strong YouTube follower. <laughs> um, but you can work to Tony Stark or to Dr. Strange. Um, sometimes if I, I have to put it on the TV because if I put it on my, 
on my computer, I'm going to get really distracted because the videos they have along with that streaming music is fantastic. <sighs> but I wish I had the ability to work like they do. <laughs> I I also put up uh, on YouTube like Halloween ambiance music, fall <laughs> at the lake. Yeah, it's like it really puts you into like this whole environment. Totally. Yeah, I'm I'm also really really strong on the Shire. The cool. Hobbit music. <laughs> I mean, it's epic. It really really transports you. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so one of my favorite people is uh, Jay Kashawabara. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was my son's best friend, mm-hmm. my younger son's best friend, and he works for Lucas Films. Uh, he's one of their uh, directors, and. I have been over to visit them several times. It's it's fascinating to take the tour of of their office and to have a personal guide that walks you through all of this stuff. Yeah. But I remember when he was really young, because now I've known these guys ever since high, when they were in high school. So, you know, they're grown men now and have families. And <laughs> But I remember them coming. We lived in Hawaii, and... They would come back from surfing. And even as a young boy then, uh, he was really in heavy into films and to, and trailers and doing, um, in fact, he did my first website mm. for me <laughs> a long time ago. But he really inspired me in the fact that you can come from some place who like Hawaii and I have nothing against Hawaii. I lived there for eight years. It was a wonderful experience to raise your kids there. But they're not as technical savvy, mm-hmm. I guess, as moving to the mainland and, and being involved into you know, California is really, really mm-hmm. high tech. Uh for him to come up from the very bottom all the way up to a really high position was big motivation for me. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, he's young and doing it. And as old as I am, you know, to start something new was real daunting. Mm-hmm. But I remember Jace told me a long time ago, he said, the only person that's going to stop you from doing something is yourself, not mm-hmm. somebody else. So I have a, a poster on my wall that says, uh, that has a, a cowgirl on a horse riding. It's, and it's right above my computer screen here. It says, most of the women would have given up by now. I'm not like most of the women. Oh, cool. <laughs> So that's having a, that's where, you know, having someone, seeing somebody motivated like Jay was a big inspiration to me. That's so great. Um, The other thing I do besides using music is I'm a real early morning person. Mm -hmm. So I'm up and in here. I get my writing done. Um, 
I may during the daytime take breaks, but I don't break between that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm in here by 5, but I give myself from 5 to 5.30 to read my email, <laughs> to drink my, my tea, and then I start writing at 5.30, and I don't stop till 8.30. Very cool. And, you know, even if you don't have anything to say on your story, write something. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in the morning journals. Mm-hmm. Getting up and writing those first three pages, uh, handwriting. Yeah. You know, organizing your day, thinking about what you want to write about. In my journals, I talk about my characters. Mm-hmm. Why they would do something, why they wouldn't do something. Like, Belle, during her time, going to cotillions or, or balls was a thing that young women did. Mm-hmm. To her, it was a waste of time. <laughs> um, so I wrote a whole, um, not scene, but background to why uh, Bill didn't like to go to balls. Mm-hmm. That was one of my journal entries. But you know, I didn't put that stuff into the book, only just a few lines out of it into the book. But you you become friends with your characters. Mm-hmm. You may not even like them, but you you get to know them. The um the villain in my book uh, what I've discovered is it's my uh antagonists they really have a life they really are a person they really have good points too Mm -hmm. Uh, they just have some failures that they can't deal with Mm -hmm. and I think that's true with all of us yeah you know we're not perfect we don't we have good points and we have bad points Mm -hmm. uh yeah. It's um it's getting to know people. Right. And I don't know how you can write a book without really getting to know your characters. Right. This is a great point. That was a great point. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you, DJ. Um well you know what? We are actually at about time. That that's oh. super fast. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tendency to talk. <laughs> this is great. Well, this is partially why I was like, well, one, because you have a fascinating history. And then two, because you can weave stories naturally, I was like, I have to, I have to have DJ on the show. Like, I have to. <laughs> so it was a pleasure. Um, before we uh, wrap out here, can you remind everyone, you know, what they're looking forward to next from you? And then also, where can they find you? Okay, I I have a website, and my pen name is joedonahue.com. I like to think that it's a pretty good website. I do have a a webmaster that does uh, develop it for me, and then I add all the content to it. Um, I can be found at Joe, uh, my uh, 
My email address is author at gmail.com. Uh, and I do read it. I do answer my emails. Um, I am getting ready to go to the 20 Books 50K conference. Oh, awesome. Uh, they're going to have that in Vegas the first week of November. Um, this is the last year that um, uh, Craig has been, he's been doing these for the last five or six years. Mm-hmm. I actually signed up for it for three years running and then chickened out because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But this year I'm going to go because next year they're still going to have them. It's just going to be turned over to a company to run. Oh, and wow. I think uh, Craig Martelli uh, is a very active, active uh, fantasy writer, a military fantasy. Mm-hmm. He's actually a retired Marine Corps colonel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what he does for fun. Uh, his books are really exciting to read. I recommend them. Uh, another person that I... And I don't know why I, I gravitate towards fantasy when I don't write fantasy at all. <laughs> I think that happens sometimes. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Broker, I really enjoy her books. Um, as far as romance, I read uh, Anna J. Stewart and Carolyn Brown, uh, Jody Thomas, and Zane Gray. I have a whole collection of Zane Gray books. Um the next books that I'm doing, I, I have already talked about the Pinkerton Ladies. That's a set that's going to come out next year. Uh, Miscalculated Love, you can find on Kindle Vella. Uh, the anthology is Light of Love and is put out by Hearts of History. Um, and I did have four copies of this sitting right here. Now I don't even see them. Oh, well. <laughs> it's very prominent on the website. Okay. And I highly, highly encourage everyone to join a sprint group. They're fantastic if you find the right one. Yeah. Um, it's, and, you know, romance writers, they're, it's such a wide genre. You have fantasy romance, you have suspense romance, you have, um, the I've forgotten what genre you call it when they're the vampires and the shift shavers and yeah. paranormal. Paranormal, thank yeah. you. Um so when you join a sprint group you're not just joining the sipid romance writers. <laughs> you're getting a whole group. Some some of these I wonder, where did you get those ideas? <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. Very interesting. <laughs> but I encourage everybody, There's, you have a story. You need to get it out. Mm-hmm. You can worry about the schematics. You can worry about, I mean, that's why you have editors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, work with them. They'll, they'll help you get to the point. And you learn from every book. Yeah. Such a good point. Editors, editors and learning from every book. I love that. That's exactly what I think people need to kind of just push forward. Like, it's okay. Just give it to an editor and you'll go from there. Yeah. Well, because she'll guide you through it. Yeah. My editors call me the comic queen because (laughs) I, as much as I write, you would think I would have that one thing down, but I don't. 
<laughs> I put commas everywhere. If I had to take a breath, I'd put a comma. It may not belong there. <laughs> it, it almost like pauses are almost like commas. I'm I'm terrible at um, tense switching. Like I, I'll switch like all the time. Like all of a sudden they're past tense, not a present tense. They're past tense, they're present tense. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't decide where they're at in time. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Well, I've always wanted to write in first, but I can't do it. Yeah. I just, it just switches backwards and forth, and so I just don't even try anymore. <laughs> anyway, it's been fun, and Super thank great. you for inviting me. Definitely. And hope to see you again soon. Yes, I'll be seeing you again soon for our writing group. I'm going to go ahead and stop our recording, but I'll chat with you right after this. Um, okay. The, uh, thank you so much from the How to Write a Book podcast, Joe Donahue, and we are looking forward to seeing you again in the future. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the How to Write a Book podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to keep up with me and my work, check out the website, blackheartedstudios.com. That's www.blackheartedstudios.com. And follow me on Instagram, at Maciel Writes. That's at M-A-S-S-I-E-L Writes. As a book coach and publisher, I'm passionate about helping aspiring authors bring their stories to life. So if you've been dreaming of writing a book and don't know where to start, head to my website and let's chat. You get a free 30 minutes on me. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks.